Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, I bet you thought she'd never be back, but she is. <laughs> What's up, Niels? Oh, it's hot. It's hot. It's hotter where you are than it is where I am. I can guarantee you because I'm in yeah. the mountains. Yeah, you'd be right. It's been low hundreds the last couple of days. It's crazy where you are. And uh, it's the same way at the warehouse, though. It, you know, we go to the warehouse and we come back up the hill and we're like, woohoo, isn't that cool <laughs> up here? Um, and uh, yeah, we, we even got some more rain today. So that that's good. That was good. That's but good. yeah, but we are happy to have you here. Uh, I know you're busy, busy, busy uh, helping pet parents get on the right track. And, uh, you know, Neely, sometimes I just want to slap a bet and I'll just tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so I've got these new, I've got these new people coming on. Okay. Yeah. And their dog has diabetes, so he's on insulin. Um, yeah. yeah. And so they were taking him in to get a glucose level because he's been eating our food for, I don't know, not that many days, maybe five days. I'm like, yeah, I probably need a little more time. But anyway, um, they they were thinking that they needed to cook the raw because their vet said that they had a patient that went septic from eating raw food. Hmm. It's just speechless. They need need a new vet. I said, yeah. And they also need a a, um, glucose meter. They need to be testing that dog every day themselves. Right? Right? And I was just like, well, how does a dog go septic by yeah. eating meat, bones, organ, and fat? I just, I'm yeah, having they, a they, tough time. So don't. I thought, yeah, that's why I thought, well, I better ask Neely because maybe I've just got my head up my sphincter and I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. I, I, but, but here's the thing. If you ask a pet parent, well, how did they say that that came to be? How, how does that happen? Well, I don't know. This is what they said. Well, don't you think we ought to ask? I know. Nobody ever asks anything. They just are like, oh, okay. So, but it doesn't work that way in our industry. No, I know. I can't figure out how. I, I can't figure out how. I've said this multiple times. People don't think twice. Don't even bat an eyelash. About. Given their dog toxic pharmaceuticals, antibiotics, steroids, neurotoxic flea and tick medications, um, totally un- unwarranted, unproven 
doesn't work, heartworm, Medicaid, all that stuff. They don't even blink an eyelash. And yet they they freak out about real food. I don't I don't understand where I don't understand the disconnect. It's like that's just sorry, but that's just stupid. Now wait a minute. We're we're going to um we're going to You're going to get complaints cuz people are going to say Neely called me stupid. <laughs> right, right, well, right. Well, only right. if you did that. <laughs> so anyway, uh so I've got some other questions that I want to ask you. Um well, first of all, let me let me tell you about something I got in my email that I thought was curious and interesting and not good. But Petworks, there's a company called Petworks out there, right? And they say, listen, pet nutrition consultations continue to be one of the most requested and book categories by our pet parents, which I think is great, right? Pet consultations are good. But here's the thing. It says we're extremely fortunate to have Blue Buffalo founder, Bill Bishop, and world-renowned pet nutritionist, Dr. Marty Goldstein, on our advisory board. Now, I've often said, if you're feeding Dr. Marty's toppers, you need to stop that right now. And I'm looking at it thinking, okay, Blue Buffalo is nothing but a bunch of sphincter High sugar Blue buffalo stuff. Is, 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 is right up there with science diet. Right. And, and, and then you've got Dr. Marty. That's too bad. Cause he did some good stuff back in the day. He's the founder of the American holistic veterinary medical association. What are you talking about? This is craziness. And you're, you're working with blue Buffalo founder. I'm sorry. That's weird. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that, a lot of big name people that have sold out. It's 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 just getting weirder and weirder. I don't, I don't get the. Um, I mean, I think it starts with, um, you know, well, meet people where they're at, and um, no shaming. I'm not trying to shame anybody, but you know, if you're doing something wrong, you need to be told you're doing something wrong. You, you need mean to be told kibble? the truth. You mean kibble yeah, shaming? Yeah, you need to be told the truth, and and that's you know you know better, you do better. That's not like there's any judgment or anything. It's just, um, you know, as like I've said before, you know, what I don't care. I mean, don't take this wrong. Not that I don't care, but I'm gonna say it this way. I don't care that if you add a couple of blueberries and a couple of green beans and some carrots on top of your kibble that that makes it better. You're still feeding toxic crap. Stop it. That's what Brian says. Brian's like, look, I, I'm not going to judge you if you want to eat McDonald's, but don't ask me how to make McDonald's more, make McDonald's, McDonald's more healthier. Yeah. It, because it it is, it, it is what it is. That's right. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, so, you know, it's like and then that whole, well, I can't afford it. Well, that's total. 
bull cockeye too because unless you're feeding um old Roy or pedigree, you can afford it. Yeah. So I just thought that that uh it just it just makes me so mad and then people that are really it's the same way in the in the human food industry people that the truth sometimes you have to look for and people that are actually looking for answers you know they they go to people like that because they're they're famous and they have big names and they're popular and all that and they're getting bad information or incomplete information, or at the very least, information that I don't agree with at all. But that's the most important thing, right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we've been doing this a long. We've been doing this as long as those people have. We just not famous, right? I don't want to be famous. I don't either. I don't want to be famous. I don't think I, I want to be famous either. No, no, because I, I want to tell you that, you know, obviously I, I have my uncle who was famous. who was a famous baseball player and um, couldn't go anywhere without people interrupting him. Couldn't go to dinner, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's never been my thing that I want to be famous. I always thought that the KISS group did it the best. Until Gene Simmons, you know, walked around with that as makeup on. But, I mean, they had their face on stage, you know, it was all covered up by paint. And then they're out walking around. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knew who they were. Yeah. That was brilliant. Or Sia, that, that Sia chick that was singing and, like, her hair was always over her face. She never knew what her face was for the longest time. That, to me, would be the best way to be. Right? Or <laughs> or there there are some people that do podcasts and they only use their first name. They've never shown their face like Dave on X-22. Nobody knows yeah. who he is. Well, now, he does that so he doesn't get shot in the head. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because he would have a big X on his back. <laughs> yes, uh, he would. Uh, but anyway. All right. So I want to talk to you a little bit about inseds. Well, all right. Let's talk about what inseds are first. Okay. So an inset is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Okay. Non-steroidal um, anti-inflammatory drug. Okay, which is what the acronym stands for. All right. Right. All right. So that is an NSAID. And a lot, there's a lot of NSAIDs out there. Okay. And actually we can name a few. Uh, any of your like. Brimadil. Mm-hmm. In, uh, carprofen, right? Isn't that one? Carprofen, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of those ones that that they're going to prescribe for dogs that are lame or have pain or back pain or hip pain or whatever, right? Um, right. And they and they do have some extreme um, side effects. Okay, we'll talk about those for a second. But this gabapentin things. Um, so, is it safe for dogs? Well. <laughs> no and it doesn't work either right many it's yeah they're not they, they, they don't re they say that many dogs don't react well to the medications so here's the problem dog has pain they go in they get on this gabapentin okay it's g-a-b-a-p-e-n-t-i-n the dog doesn't stop limping <laughs> doesn't stop 
and I don't I don't know why they are using it for that because originally it was so it originally came in I don't know what it originally went to the human human anti seizure. Uh, well, anti- that's what it originally went to the dog world for too, but it didn't work, and so they just started using it. And they do it in such a high dose that the dog's so drugged up that they don't, they, you can't tell that he's in pain, but it doesn't stop the pain. Yeah. Don't use gabapentin. It's a, it's a total, it's a total fail from the get go, which is why the vets have it. And, um, the pharmaceutical industry has to make its money back on it. So anticonvulsant would be something that they would use to treat epilepsy for, right? Well, seizures and all that, which is what it originally was. That when I first started seeing it, that's what it was for. They'd have they'd have seizure dogs on phenobar, gabapentin, and um, um, Keppra, and then some of them would be on like huge doses of vitamin K, and then the phenobarb kind of, kind of waned out a little bit and they were all on gabapentin and then they figured out that that didn't really work and so then they were all on Keppra and Keppra is a real pain in the butt because you have to give it every eight hours exactly every eight hours or the dog will seize or a lot of them will not all of them are that time dependent but a a lot of them once they're on it you can't skip it and you can't miss it and you can't be off time wise so yeah Anyway, go ahead. All right. So so here's what happened. Pfizer settled uh, this case in 2004 and they they paid criminal charges totaling four hundred and thirty million dollars. Now, to me, that's not a whole lot. Okay, but it was one of the largest pharmaceutical settlements in history, they say, um, at that time. And then in 2009, pre-Gabalin a gabapentin derivative called Lyrica. Remember that one? Yep. Oh, what? I saw that. I know it. I watched the same thing. I was going to send it to you. And they went through all of Pfizer's lawsuit. Yeah. Ly- yeah. And Sorry, that was ahead. a massive $2.3 billion settlement against, Fi- against Pfizer. Um, so on the human side, what the side effects were, um, dizziness, ataxia, fatigue, tremors, um, involuntary muscle jerking, where have we, where have we seen that, um, suicidal thoughts, addictions, and then confusion, agitation, upset stomach, and delirium. It sounds like a walk in the park. Um, and then they also had pancreatic cancer in rats. So that those were the dangerous side effects of gamma, gabapentin. So despite those settlements against Pfizer, it showed up in the veterinary world in 2008, being prescribed for pain, anxiety, and seizures in dogs. Yeah. Yep, and it, it makes them delusional. I've, I mean, I can't tell you the number of dogs that came through the door that were on gabapentin, and they were totally not there. Can you now, imagine what that's like for a dog? Would be like them coming off at anesthesia, I would think. Makes them all I mean, weirded out. Yeah. I mean, that's. But but uh, it's not just that, Neely. It's, it causes deficiency 
um, or it can cause, I should say, deficiencies in vitamin D, vitamin B1, and folate. And those, ironically, are the nutrients that you need to help with nerve repair. So here we are <laughs> prescribing yep. gabapentin. Um, you know, it works on the calcium channels, not on the neurotransmitters. It was designed to mimic the chemical structure. Mimic of, GABA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is so crazy. Um, now, I, I want to I ask you a question. This statement does not bother me at all. Um, gabapentin in dogs is not FDA approved. I don't give a rat's katusi if it's FDA approved because I think there are a bunch of sphincter thugs. Yeah, the FDA. I mean, yeah, well, F, FDA is like AFCO. You can throw it in the trash. Well, AFCO is going to go away, and guess who's taking over? Oh, FDA. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, it's not only bad; it's getting worse. Um, but these vets are still prescribing it to manage all these various types of pain. Okay, from the back to, um, you know. Uh, Remember when we were talking, we were talking uh, a couple months ago about Dr. Bug, who went to that continuing education seminar and they were talking about gabapentin and these were mainstream vets that were doing research on gabapentin and they were saying that it didn't work and that there were other things that were more effective and that it caused the same things that um, you were listing off. And one of the vets was horrified about dogs walking around um delusional and you know how would you know how do you know if a dog is hallucinating or not right so listen it, to this the, w w this is when have you heard this Niels? this is about gabapentin there have been zero count them that'd be none controlled research studies on gabapentin to treat chronic pain None. No double-blind, placebo-controlled research studies on gabapentin for dog. So that means there's no information to support its use in treating chronic pain. No. And and just, just a FYI, people, there's been none of those done on any vaccine that is on the market either. Yeah. Well, none. You know, Zero. Did, did you see that interview where, I forgot her name now. They were interviewing Robert Kennedy Jr. And when he said that she's here, she's a news reporter. He he says it. She goes, yes, there have. Yes, there have been. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. We asked. We've asked Fauci to produce these, which he said he would get them. And because he never got them, we sued him. And guess what? We won. Because he doesn't have any. Because there they are zero. You're right. And they finally admitted that they haven't done it. So. But but they're still pushing it. They're still pushing it. Um, so Rita Hogan, who is a friend of yours, you know Rita well. Yeah. Um, so she reported um that dogs on gabapentin became more aggressive and exhibited signs of dementia and memory loss. And she said yep. she 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 also saw a family member develop signs of senility, memory loss, and confusion while on that drug. Yep. Don't use it, people. So there's all kinds of other things that you can use that will actually work and that aren't dangerous. 
So I'm wondering how this drug, Neely, would affect a dog that has diabetes. This, this, so the, the family that is starting on our raw, whose vet said, don't feed that raw because I've, that dog has gone dog septic. Dog went septic. I'd like to know the rest of the story to that. Oh, wouldn't you? Well, I would love it if you and I would just it, go in and act if like. If there even is one, they probably just made it up. Right. I'm like, seriously, come on. Give me this. Oh, and I bet they would say, well, I can't give you that. Inf- Real? Well, you just threw it out there. So I bet you can give me that information. But my point is that's the same vet that's giving this gabapentin. They need a new vet. I was like, what? I, but what is what is it for? I don't. That's really, the other thing. That's right. the other thing. People go to the vet and they get all these medications. And one, you they say, oh yeah, well they're on this and this and this, and they usually can't remember the name, and they have no idea what it's for. No, that is so true. But but here's the thing: if somebody is not used to doing the kind of research we do, is not used to living a holistic lifestyle that looks at something and says, that's a pharmaceutical and it's got all sorts of repercussions to it, um, then they just want their dog to feel better. They're not going to look. They're just going to go gab up in. Greatest thing since, you know, Apoquil. (laughs) (laughs) I literally Apoquil actually works. It's just that causes cancer and it only works for a little bit and it causes all kinds of problems, but it does work. Right. Gabapentin Gabapentin doesn't work. Right. In that article, you know, that, that I was looking at, looking at, this was Josie Boog. This was her article. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I was talking about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And she said at the very end, she goes, <laughs> what did she say? She said, when they can't use them on the human market, they unload them that, on veterinarians. And yep. this vet- veterinarian isn't taking the bait. Good for yep. you. Something crashes in the human market or goes off patent or whatever. They shoot it down to the dogs. Yeah. And I the mean, vets prescribe it. What do you know? I call that low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit. I call it criminal. Well, it is, but that seems to be mm, accepted these days. <laughs> so let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it seems to be more than accepted, it seems to be rewarded. All right. So, um, insects, we're going to go back to insects a little bit. Um, okay. NSAIDs are Rimadyl, Medicam, Duramax, Prevacox, um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So NSAIDs, uh, aspirin, okay, and NSAIDs frequently cause gastritis or peptic ulcers. So these, this is one of the reasons that you, you don't want to be giving your dog these type of drugs. Um, they, they are, uh, ibuprofen is an NSAID in the human use. And listen, guys, ibuprofen, not safe for dogs or cats. Don't give it to them. It can cause severe fatal gastric, uh, intestinal ulceration. So, um, I've had people that have called me and they've said, um, I, there's something going up with this raw food. And then come to find out they're like giving, you know, this people, 
you know, ibuprofen and aspirins. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. All right. So here's some other side effects of NSAIDs, vomiting with or without blood, black stool or blood in the stool, which I'm going to ask you a question about that here in a second, loss of appetite and lethargy. Um, So if you're, if your dog is on NSAIDs, you want to make sure that they do routine blood work because the side effect is anemia or low protein in the blood uh, due to blood loss in your gastrointestinal tract. Not if good. your dog's on an inside, you need to get him off of it. Right. Because here's the thing. It, the question um, from Dr. Greenstein, she asked this, can insects make arthritis worse Yes, 100%, 100%, you end up with ruptured ligaments and tendons and all that. And uh, um, yeah, they're, yeah, they make arthritis worse. They make, um, they degrade cartilage. Again, Niels, they're, they're being pushed out there like candy. And then people wonder why their dogs aren't doing better. So again, up to the pet parents, you got to know, um, why? Why are you prescribing this drug to my dog? What is the reason? All right. So this particular, another uh, neighbor of mine who is also on raw, also her dog's on gabapentin. Okay. Um, <laughs> this dog is also on Molexicam and Amatidine. Um, Amantadine. We ask, why is your dog on that? Just what my vet yeah. said. Well, your vet also says dogs go septic on raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I want to ask you about, uh, oh, wait, before we go there, let's talk about the natural altern- alternatives to NSAIDs. Certainly from the homeopathy, homeopathy line. Oh, my like- gosh. The, if, you, if you have... Uh, uh, arthritis issues, joint issues, basic stiffness and all that, that jump for joints is like magic. Oh, 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 it's magic. (laughs) (laughs) Miss your singing days, do you? Yeah, it works great. Um, there's another remedy that you can add to it depending on what's going on, but for a, a baseline, um, stiffness bone and joint relief a jump for joints is fantastic i use it myself for myself it's gotten me through two car accidents and um a torn knee and a broken neck um you're a mess i am a total you know mess. What? i often wonder how how in the world you get so beat up when you don't leave your house <laughs> Well, that's just recent <laughs> that that's happened. I used to go all the time. Um, uh, the neck was from getting bucked off a horse. You like to add that rocks. What's it called? Rocks. What's it called? Oh, uh, if you add rust talks uh, to it, um, to the jump for joints, that's for um, if you wake up in the morning and you're really stiff and, and oh, yes. you can't hardly move and all that. Yes, that's I really good for that. So if you add that one to the jump for joints, it covers most most all of that stiff, sore um, muscles, joints, bones kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then nerve pain 
um, Hypericum is really good for nerve pain or really intense hardcore pain. That's a really good one for Hypericum. for that kind of stuff. But it kind of depends on it. You know, there's there's all different kinds of pain for different reasons. So that would kind of help navigate. What about, what about a pain in my ass? Like you know, when somebody's pain in my ass. Okay, I got a really good answer, <laughs> but I don't think I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna ask you okay for those of you listening the rust tox r-h-u-s and then toxicodendron but yeah, yeah. it just it's just rust tox and then uh either a 30c or a 200c okay so what what is the 6c so the numbers after the name is the potency so the higher the number the higher the potency which okay. means the, the higher the dilution. So it's counterintuitive, but it's it basically, basically, this is not exactly true, but basically you can think of it as being stronger, the, high, the higher the potency. Okay. So let me ask you this. I don't want to get on gabapentin. So what do we want to do? We're going to do jump for joints. It's in our, um, in our, our supplement section, but at your natural grocers or another a place like this natural grocers whole foods um sprouts they all have a homeopathic section they look like little chapstick tubes right um the 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 problem is is that like i don't know how to how many to give and also it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't have anything to do with number it's not it's not like the potency is basically what you need the number it doesn't work like allopathy it's not like the the more of them you give the the more milligrams it doesn't work that way so each pharmacy will have a different recommended um number of pellets per dose and that's just based on manufacturing practices and what they're comfortable with recommending but and you're not supposed to do this i'm not recommending people do this but I I usually, you know, most of them say three or four or three to five or something like that. I just take one. Oh. And I've never had a problem. Um, sometimes two. If you're if it's one that you're taking twice a day, one is probably fine. If you're only taking it once a week or every couple of days or something, then two or three is probably better. Um, just to be sure that you have um you have one that was the the medicine is coated on the outside of the pellet just to be sure that you got a one that had was fully coated. You're not really supposed to touch them. Well, so here's a simple way to think of this. So. Mm, Joette would smack not so me simple, she, is it? Not so simple. No, it's simple. I'm just saying Joette <laughs> would smack me if she heard me say it like this. Um. So basically everything is frequency and um, remedies are, they hold a frequency and a resonance, which is why it doesn't really, which is why the potency matters, but the number of pellets doesn't matter. So, and that's why they, that's how they work because there's not any of the original substance in, in it. There's not any left. It's diluted past that point. So it's holding a frequency. So you can think of it as as Dr. D has, I've heard her say, energy medicine. So the thought being that 
if it's a if it's holding a frequency, if you touch it, you're changing that frequency. Okay. So how but do I get- that doesn't really make any difference either. You can do it. You can put it. You're also supposed to give it away from food too, with the and away from water, you know, like five to ten minutes away from it. But that's in a perfect world if you can't just put on their food. But it's just real easy. You just put it in the cap, open their mouth and toss it in from the cap. Oh, okay. Now, um, so are you saying that if we're gonna use these, which I'm gonna use on Asta? Um, mm-hmm. if I'm going to put this in her mouth, it's going to be 15 minutes after she's eaten or before or before. Yeah. Okay. And the jump for joints, when can it go in? in so that- this is what I, this is what I would do. And this is what I actually do do. Do do. Um, take your what- jump, take your bottle of jump for joints. Go get okay. a, a, go get a tube of roast talks. Um, whatever the dosage recommended dosage number is, it's usually boron is usually like four or five, I think. So click out like four pellets into okay. your cap. Okay. Put those in the bottle of jump for joints. The in the bottle of jump for joints? Mm-hmm. But that jump for joints is gonna last quite a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. So only four. Pellets. That's how they made the jumper joints is they ha- took a bottle of glycerin or alcohol, whichever one it happens to be. And they put the, they put the pellets of the, the other three or four that are in there in it. That's the way they did it. Okay. So that's okay. So, so what you're saying is this, instead of putting it in the dog's mouth every day, take your bottle of jump for joints, put these three pellets of rust tox in the jump for joints. Now, what about the hypericum? Um, I would do, I, I don't, well, I mean, if you're going to, if you need hypericum and you're going to be, well, so I guess I would see if the hypericum is going to act for you. If you use it separately and it does and it, it is working, and go ahead and add it too. But so, okay, so I would I would give that to Asta alone, the hypericum. Yeah, do it by itself first and see if it's gonna work. And it, because that might not be the right remedy for her. But if it is, if it is working, then you could go ahead and put that in there too. But and then you just uh, spray the jump for joints in there. Just mouth. do the spray, give it two or twice a day, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to do a video on that because that'd be very interesting. So we're still Um, doing, we're still doing the Adequan as well. And the Adequan is not, the stuff that's in the jumper joints will help the body re, um, repair what's going on, not just relieve the pain, but help in the repair of it. And the Adequan won't, the Adequan is just relieving the pain and I know it works. The problem with that is again, you know, you're doing a supplement for the substances that the body needs to be making itself. 
making itself. But in her case, it's kind of different because, you know, we know she's got that injury and she's getting up there in years. How many years do you think a German Shepherd, well, there's two questions, how long they should live and what is a good age? Well, I don't know. Most of them I know don't live past 10 or 11. It should be 15. should be 15. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's just a testament to. So I want to ask you this last question. Um, So, okay. I had a sweet pet parent who was freaking out because her dog had black tarry stools. (laughs) He gave him too much liver. I said, well, and so they wanted to go get a fecal and uh, from their vet. Oh, God, no. Don't go to the vet. They'll put them on metronidazole. Right. And then we have a whole list of other things that is wrong with that. Neely, would you talk to us a little bit about poop consistency and poop colors? Because people really do (laughs) um, spend more money than they have to going to the vet on an issue that's not an issue. So we got to help them help them with that. Poop should, poop is going to look like whatever they ate. So it should always look different because you should always be feeding them something different. If, if they had something that had a lot of bone in it, it's going to be a lighter color and probably harder. If they had a whole lot of, um, a lot of, um, a lot of organ, it's going to be dark and gooey. Um, you know, it's gonna, if they had, like, what is it? So, like, beef would be darker than, say, duck or something. You know, it's going to reflect whatever they ate. So, it should always look different. And, you know, I <laughs> so I have five. And when I pick up poop in the morning, you know, there'll be a pile that, looks like chalk and there'll be a pile that looks like chocolate pudding and there'll be, you know, it, it all looks different. And I, all the dogs are the same size. I have no idea what came out of who. And it's like, Oh, somebody's got the runs today. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, if you have a dog that is obviously not feeling well, is uncomfortable, is had liquid diarrhea for days you know, there's there's probably an issue if you if you have different consistency. I mean, my gosh, my your poop is going to be a different consistency every day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go on vacation, how many people can't like can't poop at work or at school or in a hotel room or something like that? I mean, oh, poop it, fright, you know, like stage fright. Yeah, it's poop. It's not. Fright. I can't it, poop it, in here. Might smell. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so, you know, it's, it's, they're the same way. It's not, it's no big deal. I, it's I, not right. a big it's deal. Not, it's not a big deal. Uh, so we want to save you money. We hope that that money can be put towards uh, food, food, bones, treats, good stuff. I mean, it's sort of like throwing your money away if you're just going to go and get a fecal because it's a black tarry stool. Now, the the other things, organs, the organ content, even 
like my dogs, I make sure, and I think this is one thing that a lot of pet parents forget about, is that juice, people call it blood, that juice that's coming off the raw food, give it back to your dogs. Yeah. Give it back. For sure. It's not blood. Give it back. It's not blood. Um, and so give and it even back. If it, even if it was blood, give it to them. Right. <laughs> give it. Give it to them. Um, what else did I want to ask you about? Oh, um, another comment that this particular dog. Now, uh, let me let me ask the question, then I'm going to come back. Do you <laughs> think that with any of the blends, any of the blends, whether it's a poultry, a duck, uh, or a beef, that a dog would have a bone that would come out of the anus, out your sphincter, and hurt the sphincter? No. Okay, but I get that. So here's what people kind of in their minds, they're thinking. My dog was trying to poop. And he yelped and I looked at his poop and by golly, there's some bone in there. A bones causing my dog to yelp. So we need a little clarity. We need a little clarity. Well, on that. So if it hurt coming out, there would be way more damage done inside than at the anus. Oh my gosh. Now you're sending everybody to the vet with that comment. But, I mean, think about it, though. But the others, if you really think that's what it is, then your dog's not got enough stomach acid or you're feeding him too often or something like that. Something to where his pH is off or you're giving him kibble on the side or milk bones or something stupid like that. Or an Um, acid reduction pill. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pepsid AC. Yeah, do not, do not, under any circumstances, give acid reducers. Anything that you think that they need an acid reducer for is really a sign that their stomach acid, they don't have enough. It's not that they have too much. They don't have enough. So don't ever, ever do that. That's like the, yeah, that's like a cardinal sin. What did you mean by you're feeding them too often? Well, if they if they're constantly got food coming in, you're gonna have instead of having a nice, solid, fully broken down, digested protein that can go through and be absorbed and come out the way it's supposed to come out, you're gonna have meals in different stages of digestion and processing in and you're going to have undigested bits and unabsorbed bits and other, you know, it's, well, everything is going to get all mixed up in there. So what about puppies? Well, puppies are a little bit different. You have to, you have to feed puppies more often because they're growing so fast and they're using, they're using, um, using so much energy and, all that but that's a that's a different thing so you have seen that the dogs 
digestion is better if they're fed once a day. Everything's better if they're, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, some... definitely, it's definitely better just to feed them once a day. That's how they're designed. That's one of those things that in a perfect world, this is what you should do. But not every dog is going to be obviously affected by it one way or another. But some dogs, it makes a huge difference. So, okay, for those pet parents who may be seeing uh, bone in the poop. You got a pH problem. Yeah. If it, it, well, if there's a problem, I mean, it, you know, it's not that big a deal for bone to come out. And it was one of the highest bone blends. It was a 17% duck and rabbit. So, um, which is what, you know, we always say, hey, which blend are you feeding? Because if it's a 10% bone and it's a poultry, which is a soft soft bone at 10% the 80, 10, 10, 10. I'm like, yeah, there's something really wrong with that picture. I would say, yeah. are we feeding the, extra bone somewhere? Are we doing something else or what's going on? Yeah. The, the duck rabbit, and both of those are soft bones too, but yeah, that's, that is definitely one of the higher ones. So, you know, they kind of take what they need and get rid of the rest. So. Yeah. And if you notice that, there's a lot of things you can do, guys. I think a lot of pet parents are worried about mixing the blends or, um, you know, doing half and half. Shoot, I probably got four different things going on in my blended bowl at any time. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I quote you on all the other podcasts. I always say, as Neely says, this is not meth. It's not drugs <laughs> we're dealing with here. It's just food. It's food. <laughs> The next thing that Neely and I are going to do, and we've been saying this for years, and we're just going to do Somebody it. Somebody asked me if we'd done it yet the other day. They were like, you're like, talking about this forever. <laughs> yeah. And so here's what we would like for you to do. I would like for you to send us the topics that you would most like us to make uh, little short courses on. You know, what do you really want to know about? Do you want to know about homeopathy? Do you want to know about raw feeding? Do you want to know about the itchies? Do you want to know about gut health? What is it that you want to know about? Send us the information that confuses you the most and say, would you please make this simple for me? Put it in a form that that uh, will make my life simpler. And we will do that. All right, everybody. Listen, you can work with Neely Piazza. She's fabulous. She's amazing. Um, you can find her on my experts page. You can also find her on her own site. It's called wholeanimalwellness.com. Whole, W-H-O-L-E, wholeanimalwellness.com. She is uh, a great, great resource for you. Get your dogs on a species-appropriate diet. Super easy over at Raw Dog Food and Company. Where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely Piazza? Friends, don't let friends feed kibble. No, it's nasty. All right, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, snap, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.